0: Ask the Podcast Coach for September 17th, 2022. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means, Hi, it's Saturday. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm uh, Dave Jackson from the school of podcasting.com, where you can plan, launch, and grow your podcast. And uh, right over there, the one and only Jim Carlson from TV and Home Gadget Geeks. Jim, how's it going, buddy?
1: Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Rainy Saturday morning here in Omaha, but it's
0: dry inside here at Ask the Podcast. That's it. Yeah, we actually got some rain here as well, which is good because it's that... I don't know. I've, I've come to the conclusion fall is my favorite season because it's just beautiful and... Oh,
1: for sure. Not too yeah, hot,
0: not too cold. Fire's sure. pumpkin spice latte, those kinds of things. There you go. And, and speaking... Man. Of. And coffee. <laughs> That's yeah. right. And of course, that coffee is brought to you by Mark over at podcastbranding.co. If you need something to look good, now that can be your website. It can be your artwork. Because remember, your podcast artwork is the first thing they see. So they see you before they hear you. Maybe you need a whole website. And you're like, I don't know. I'm just a mess when it comes to podcast branding. Go over and see Mark at PodcastBranding.co. who will actually do an audit of sit down with you one-on-one, do an audit of your situation, and kind of figure out what's the mood of your show, what kind of mood do you want to kind of portray to the world. And again, that's all about branding. And the beautiful thing is Mark is a podcaster, so he gets podcasters along with being an award-winning graphic artist. And so if you want to look good... It's super simple. There's only one place to go, and that is podcastbranding.co. He's done Ask the Podcast Coach. He's done The School of Podcasting. He's done Podcast Rodeo Show. So I'm not just saying this because Mark is paying me, because he is. I'm saying it because he's really, really good. (sighs) Podcastbranding.co.
1: Always as good as the coffee, that Mark guy. He's always as good as... (laughs) the copy. Ba- thanks to uh to dan lefebvre out there at uh, based on a true story podcast.com. and uh and dan thanks for your sponsorship here if you need a new podcast to listen to it if something interesting you know if you ever wondered hey was this thing really actually based on a true story or how close to the story are they on that thing check it out based on a true story podcast.com and dan thanks for your sponsorship thanks for your mug sponsorship this thing has been solid this is, and I use it, I Dave, I use it well beyond Saturday mornings. It's, you know, one time I took it outside, put ice in it, lemonade, maybe something a little, maybe an adult beverage with it as well. drank all the, drink all the 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 liquid, but the ice wouldn't melt because it's so well insulated. Uh-huh. you know how you're at a party, you're kind of counting on your ice to melt so you have some extra water before you get, you know, so you don't have to go back. It doesn't, and these these kinds of mugs, that doesn't work,
0: but. Dan, thanks for your sponsorship. Well, the one thing I thought I would, would this is kind of a visual thing, but I had somebody on Facebook, and this is great. They said, hey, if you guys wouldn't mind, would you mind listening to my show and giving me any feedback? So first of all, kudos for having the courage to say, hey, can I get some feedback? Because I, I really think a lot of people don't do that. And so when I actually, I haven't listened to her show yet. Um, she sent me to this page and I, it looks like this is tied with a business. So, again, a great idea. But the link she sent me had me scroll down all the way down here. So what I'm looking at is, in this case, it looks like the name of the show is Money Matters. And they have all of their episodes uh, just players. So it's player after player after player after player. And sometimes you think, hey, that's a, that's a good idea, except the uh, there's no information here to attract Google. And also think about this. What if I scroll down and I go, ooh, they have this cool thing about student financial aid. If I want to share this episode, I'm going to have to tell somebody, go to this page and scroll down to, like, number 14. Well, the share, there's a share button, bottom right-hand corner, that little, that
1: that one there. Is the is the share you can share it on Facebook, LinkedIn.
0: Just for giggles, though, is that sharing this player? We'll we'll try this. Yeah, here. let's see what it shares. Um, yeah, it does. Sharing, it's sharing yeah. that. Now, here's the fun thing: if I go to the link that they're sharing, but I would just think you're missing Google Juice. Okay, so that sends them to the it's Buzz. Possible. Yeah, see, that's possible. sending them to the Buzzsprout page because that's who they're using for a host. And so if the goal is to get them to your website, which is where this originally was, so that's the first thing they did, right? They put it on their website. But I just, when I see this, or another thing I see is where most media hosts have the ability to have a kind of a, a, I call it a jukebox player. It's where you have basically one big box with multiple episodes. So it kind of looks like that, but it's, and what most people don't realize is again, it's, it's not super easy to share. You're not getting any Google juice. Like, in that case, none of that is on your actual website because it's an iframe behind the scenes if we get our nerd on. And so um, that was just the first thing I saw. And I I always tell people, your podcast, think of it a little bit like a blog post with a player on it. And then behind the scenes, of course, you got the RSS to syndicate it everywhere. So, uh, But that was just my first impression was like, "Mm, I wouldn't do that. It's not horrible. It's like you said, you can share it. There is an information button there. So if they want to... Uh, if I go back here and, and we don't really know what Google's doing right now.
1: I mean, they're, that's they're important. on a, they're trying to figure out how to block or how, not block, but they're trying to figure out how to de mm, demonetize and that we deemphasized all this Jasper stuff, all this automated mm. text that we're creating. You know, everybody's gone
0: out and writing books using AI and stuff. Oh, Dude, I just came back from content marketing world in Cleveland. Yeah. yeah. Everything yeah. there was AI. Everything there was AI. And this one thing was, it was an interesting idea. They said, throw all your old blog posts and stuff into this, and we will use that to create AI. AI will then write stuff based on previous stuff you wrote. So it kind of gets, I guess some of your jargon, but there was a, just a ton of uh, AI, this and AI that I still say, I'm waiting for frosted flakes. Anytime, you know, Tony, the tiger is going to come on and go, they're great now with AI, you know, so it's just like, so it's a fun buzzword and everybody's using it.
1: Well, okay. But, but whether it's real or not real or AI or not AI, it doesn't matter as much as some of the rhetoric coming out of Google about the rankings of pages. Mm-hmm. And they're actively trying to, from what I've read, they're actively trying to figure out how do we differentiate real content from. From AI generated content. And then I'm in the Jasper group on Facebook. So I follow all that and, you know, all the complaints that they get about. And someone, someone was like, I'm trying to come. And they, they kind of promised this in their, in their literature, like trying to completely write a book just using Jasper, you know, Mm. and, and, you know, I, you know, we're, no, you may fall on, on one side or the other on this content, AI driven kind of content. It's really just fancy web scraping. And then they pull it together and have it kind of make sense for you, right? Huh. They're, they're just pulling this stuff from the internet and kind of rewriting it for you is all they're doing, which is maybe what a human does anyways, right? We, we go out and do research and read some other things and just rephrase it in our own terms. So. I think it'll be interesting to see, and I think if you're SEO conscious, you should probably pay attention to what's coming out of Google about their recommendations or how they're feeling about this new, newly minted AI content. I I wonder Dave, how much new content has been created using that AI versus what was being used before. Is it causing the internet to fill up,
0: you know, that's a good question. Are
1: we getting more content out there? You know, kind of thing. So,
0: I just know I think, Gary says I've been using Jasper sparingly. I have not been using Jasper at all, which is dumb because I pay them whatever ninety nine bucks a month. Yeah, I'm, that's a hundred bucks a month. Yeah, like, and I'm that's I, a lot. You better be creating some stuff for that kind of ROI. right? Yeah, yeah. My problem is I the stuff is in my head, and I just need to get it out of my head. And so I type it up, and I get done, and I'm like, oh, I I guess I could have, you know, Jasper come in here and add more stuff, but I've already got like. I don't know, right. Writing hasn't been an issue for me. It's unless it's a newsletter, which we'll probably talk about a little later, but, um, it is fundamentally changing from a podcaster's
1: perspective. Um, it is changing the way we, or the way we could do show notes and, you know, even uh, think of like Otter. Um, I can now, I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, I can drop that transcript in and then it's going to attempt to make an outline for me. I, and you, you go ahead. I think you have a big shot, smarty pants account because I've I the paid. I have the $10 a month paid account.
0: See, I have, I'm paying whatever it is now. I upgraded for the year. I think it was 30 bucks a month or something like that. And you went into the upper right hand corner and said, yada, yada, yada. And I went in, I was like, Oh, that's cool. I want, and I think you said you could show, I heard somebody say in Otter, you can show how much like Dave talked 80% of the time. I'm like, well, that's yeah. not good. Um, and I'm like, either I'm missing the wrong button or, or what, but... Uh, well, it did say it was in beta, so I'm kind of wondering if
1: they... Because you go to the... Um, you would go to takeaways in the upper right-hand
0: corner. All right, got little, that.
1: It's the little, little diamond. Little diamond. And when you, when you click on the takeaways, the outline should pop out for you. No, and I have nothing when I click on beta. the... Here, do you want me to...
0: Here, I'll share my yeah, screen. Yeah, share your screen. Just, <laughs> cause
1: this is riveting for our audio. It is. Our audio folks. Okay, <laughs> let's get uh let's let's get here. So uh, we'll, go, we'll We'll send it back. So this is a transcript. Uh, I just uploaded this yesterday. Um, this is had been having network problems. Had to turn the VPN to get some things working, and then everything went down this morning, which is always fun. But here's the speakers, so you yeah. can see speaker two and Jim uh, down here. And then if you click on this diamond takeaways, the the outline flies yeah. out. And it gives me some, you know, I interviewed this gal named Hannah, Hannah's role at Gallup, Hannah's favorite part about the role of a coach. You know, um, my thought is I'll just copy these and, and put it in paragraph form and then write a little bit about each one of these so I make sure I'm covering all the topics in the show notes. Hmm. But as soon as, I, as soon as I tried to do that for my podcast, I couldn't get the thing, I couldn't get the thing to upload. And finally, I, you know, I, I think I'm having some network issues. But well, I'll have so to, I'll have to you double. don't see it, huh? Uh, well, what have plan to, are you on? That's, that's
0: what I have to check because I, if we go to, I'm
1: on the pro plan. Oh, I'm on the well, yeah, it's still ten dollars a month, ninety nine dollars. Yeah, year. here's
0: here's mine. Here's a transcript of of lunch with Dave. And uh, when I click on this, I get a whole lot of nothing.
1: You I have, get you have ta- oh, okay, yeah, no. Huh. what's, so go to your, go over to, to your settings there. Click on you and then go to upgrade plan when you click on that upgrade plan. Cause I it. just
0: bought a year of this let's stuff. What
1: plan are you on? Build I'm on the plan. pro plan. You're on pro. Huh? Get, when I do go there, it says beta.
0: So maybe there's, maybe uh, only certain people have it. only, only because you're special.
1: That's because they favor me.
0: That's it. Off to email and we go, Hey, throw me in the beta plan. Oh, kids, you got some nice. fun stuff over there. I want these takeaways. All right, so full circle on that. Now
1: everybody's seen the inside of of Otter (laughs) and and such. Um, Takeaways on that. I mean, again, it can be helpful. I, I like this. Okay, so transcript summaries versus Jasper AI kind of stuff. And I do like, I like the content coming out of AI or coming out of otter a little bit better because it's you it's your stuff it's not Jasper generating things for you so that that may be at least for me that just seems to be a better option and it's cheaper it's ten bucks instead of a hundred dollars
0: yeah a month yeah that's true yeah it's um it'll be interesting to see um here uh dr has something here it says a newish platform that says how great they are because we are a hybrid of AI and human. There you go. Oh. That's that's really the best. But I went to their site and saw their own notes, and uh, yeah, that's always bad. I uh, I shared this on my last episode of the School of Podcasting, and I might have talked about it here. Where if you are using WordPress, don't have the same post open in two posts. Did we talk about that? It doesn't. Say that again. It doesn't make any sense. I had WordPress. I had normally I'm not a guy that has oh, eighty yeah, billion yeah. tabs open, but I had the same blog post open in two tabs yeah and i fixed all my typos and hit publish and i saw the second tab when i was closing things down i was like oh i don't want to touch that because i've already published all my changes and when i woke up the next day all the typos were still there and i was like how did that somehow hmm done because that's one of those doesn't make sense if i didn't hit publish it shouldn't have published the typos but
1: do you have auto save auto auto that might have been it yeah so you probably had that that version of the browser in focus and it auto saved it and then when you did go to hit published it pulled the uh, the last auto save version which yeah. is the the one you hadn't edited yet so yeah uh, friends when you're editing one browser window at a time yeah, that's <laughs> like to make sure you just have one because it can cause especially across browsers if you have you know say you're 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 uh editing in safari and you've got uh a Brave open on another one, and they're the same page. Uh, in this particular case, that can really cause I- I- issues with the autosave. Yeah, that was uh, that was not a fun way to wake no, up. No, no, no. Now, you should, well, let's see. You should have been able to go back to the version before it because it probably had saved the corrections to the version before it. Yeah. Che- were you able to check that at all?
0: I was so panicked that I yeah. just knew... I, I, yeah, I just went in and was like, that's this and this and that, and that's this, yeah, by, yeah. and fixed them and off we went to the races. Yeah. So that was, uh, yeah, that was kind of fun. Uh, one thing I wanted to throw out is, and I need to listen to Josh's show. Uh, Josh Liston has a show and it's right in front of me, and I can't find it, but he did an episode about how it's hard to find guests. Oh, that's going to drive me nuts. I will find it, um, later. But Josh Liston's a, an awesome supporter, and he put out an episode about how it's hard to find a guest. And I was just kind of like uh, somebody said, hey, I've, in a Facebook group, I've been podcasting for over a year, and I've never been a guest on another show. And kind of my thought on that was, oh, no. have, have you reached out to any shows to say, hey, I see you talk about topic A. I also talk about topic A. I also have topic B. I can bring value to your audience by talking about this. Uh, It's not a, you know, it's not a build it and they will come kind of thing. for For the for the love of God, don't do the fakery. Like I was I've listened to your
1: podcast and it's awesome. And this one five years ago, don't do that. Right, right. Just say if you now if you want to go do the homework and listen to it and see if you're a fit, do that and, and and mention it. But I think. We get so much fakery via email these days. I think most podcasters are skeptical, skeptical of it. You're right, Dave. I think you just got to ask, hey, I podcast on this. I'd love to be a guest on your show if you're taking guests. That's how I got my very first podcasting gig with Dave McCabe over at Home Server Show. Mm. I was listening to his show and I just said, hey, I'd like to add to this. And he said, yeah, I'm not ready for you yet. <laughs> I got rejected on the very first, you know, the first, very first go around then about i don't know 4 months later 5 months later out of the blue came an email hey i'm ready now are are you open right so it's not always instant yeah but don't you think right i mean you're dave you're probably in a spot you don't need to do that you're probably getting enough asks that it it happens yeah but yeah if we're not right just just ask
0: yeah the um i get a lot of just really bad i had somebody this week that was pitching a real estate person to the school of podcasting and i just it's most of the time I just don't reply. Um, if I get one the next day, that's like, Hey, I, in case you missed it, then I'm like, okay, now you're, you know, in some cases I will reply and say, no, thank you. Um, in some cases I will just click the spam button because kind of, well, that's what that is when, you know, it's like you didn't do any research. Um, Josh's show is called dead set podcasting. Uh, you can, I put a link in the uh, the show notes. You'll see it. But he was saying how it's cause I was saying, and for the record, Josh was not talking about me. He actually emailed me, said, "Hey, <laughs> I heard you say how people should have shows in the can." And I find it hard to have shows in the can. I don't know why that is. I wish I did, but uh, he was saying I wasn't, you know, poking at you when I when I did this episode. But I guess that's the question is because for me, I, I see, you know, there's podcast singular guests plural podcastguest.com. dot com. There's pod match there's there's a ton of these things that i'm kind of like how can it be hard and i guess the other thing you think about it josh is in australia and he might be battling because i know any when i was on his show i got up i think early and he stayed up late to get on that so that might be a big right,
1: probably the other way around you probably did it in the evening which yeah. is early morning for
0: them yeah yeah so that could be a, yeah. a big problem
1: I, I find when I and because I've been using those services to find guests, you know, I lost Uyghur uh, a while back and I've been trying some folks out and getting some things going in. And I find once I got I got five guests deep, I kinda ran out of guests on those services. Mm. Listen, there's a if you're an entrepreneur podcast <laughs> or if you're a well wellness or well being or leadership, there's there's no end to those. Right. But that in the tech genre and the gadget genre, that's not as a popular podcast right now. So finding those individuals is a lot harder. So I had a lot of success early on finding some guests. And then I kind of, I think I've gone through most of the, that, that were available. You know, if I want to have leadership guys on, I probably could do that. But so it can, it can, Dave, I think it can be a little thin in some areas. If that makes Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. And then, well, and DR says, And I think, and again, I haven't listened to Josh's episode yet. It says you also have to make sure they can put one word in in front of the other. Uh, They need to be vetted. Yeah, that's, um, I had somebody pitch me and I was like, okay, this is close. It was a, a PR person on how to pitch. Like she's, and I was like, well, yeah, we all need, that's a skill my audience needs to know how to do is how to pitch themselves to other shows. And so she got through the, okay, you're not related at all. Uh, kind of hurdle. And so the first thing I asked the person that pitched me, this person about pitching, which I'm like, shouldn't the, shouldn't the person that knows how to pitch be pitching that's how many pitches can a pitch if the woodchuck could pitch, pitch, whatever (laughs) kind of thing. (laughs) And I said, I said, can you send me a link to where they were previously interviewed? Because A, like DR said, I want to make sure they can talk about it. Number two, I want to make sure they're not using a Blue Yeti in another state. I want to make sure they sound good in that whole nine yards. Yeah. So
1: Yeah, it we, we do check um, on the Gallup side of things in most cases. Not all, but I try, to, I try to check as often as possible. And then I'll do a call for Home Gadget Geeks. I'll do a call ahead of time. Just if someone asks me, like, hey, can I be on your show? Oh, yeah, I'm going to, or or I'm asking them. Let's just do a quick connect, and you can get, you can kill two birds with one stone, see what their setup is. And then uh, you can um, talk about the content. The, here, Here's a bit of advice though. D- don't do the show on the test no. call. No. Right. Don't, don't do that. I had a, I had a guy who I was, he was helping me do an interview and he had had a guest on and he's like, Oh, she's ready. This is going to be great. And we have her on and she just couldn't like, she mm. couldn't come up with anything. And we got done with the, with the, with the call and i called him back and i'm like what, what's going on there like you told me she had great stuff and he was like she did we talked about it in the pre-show or in the pre-call i was like oh you gave it all away my friend you ha- she gave it all away in the pre-call people are different if they've said it once and they have to go back and say it again it's sometimes not always but sometimes it's not as good the second time they like You know that, Dave, if you got to go back and redo an interview, give
0: some space right in between them because people feel weird doing that. Yeah. The first time I ever met David Hooper in person, I was on his radio show talking about how musicians could use podcasting. So this is, you know, whatever, 16 years ago. And he would ask me a question and it was just a topic. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, I can talk about that because there's one guy. He'd be like, no, 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 save it for the show. He's like, what about this? Can we talk about this? I'm like, oh, absolutely. Cause there's this thing. He's like, nope, nope. Just, just want to know if you can yeah. talk about it. Yeah. And so, cause yeah, I've, uh, if you've ever had to do the call of shame because some software oh, ate your interview and then you ask the same questions and they're like, it, it just, it's just not the, it's ick. Yeah.
1: Well, this week I was doing, Wednesday night I was doing an interview, hit the countdown timer. Then I didn't, you know, I think I mentioned this, then it didn't, um, See, this is a perfect example. I'm not sure if I told you this story in the pre-show <laughs> or did we talk about this when we opened the show? See, this is why you got to be careful about, did, do, you, do you know, was it a pre-show or did I say this in the show or I didn't, I clicked the go live, but didn't uh, it was pre-show. Report. Yes. Okay. So I clicked the live button and then didn't click or I clicked the countdown timer, but not the, the, the pre-show or the go live. So we went seven minutes and I looked up and it said, go live. <laughs> it's up in the corner up there. And your heart just drops, right? You're like, oh. So we had to do it over again. Second time, a little better on some things, not as good on the others. So, you know, you just got to, you, you don't want to have them give it away. Like they'll, they'll want to tell it to you. Say, no, 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 hold it. <laughs> hold it. <laughs> well, we do that to each other in the pre-show. When, yeah. we're, when we get, we, you know, we connect 15 minutes ahead. And then I'll start talking and you're like, save it. Save
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Yep. Um,
1: yep. Good enough. Good enough. Save
0: it. Gary says finding guests is always a challenge. Sometimes I reach out on LinkedIn. That's a great suggestion right there. Uh, and he says uh, one time I reached out on the webinar contact email and actually got the uh, the lady to come on, and she was awesome. It takes effort though. Yeah. It's um. That's one of those things where if you think about it, Jim, I mean, Jim, you said it. It's uh. That's weird. I deleted the. Well, here we'll go to Gary's second comment. I mean the I starred his comments so it wouldn't get lost in the chat., yeah, yeah. and when I unstarted, it disappeared. I was like, wait, how do I get it off the screen now? He said, I once um, was basically interviewing a, a guest was the CEO of a nonprofit and they couldn't find the office to do the interview. Yeah, that's again, going back to Jim's point of eh, not a bad idea to you know do a test call. but uh, yeah, if we you know because we talk about niching down, And if I'm now, instead of doing a weight loss show, I'm doing a weight loss show for men who are over 50. Okay. That also means I've kind of narrowed down the number of people. Like I might have a great guest that's 35 and I'm like, sorry, you need to have more fat and more, you know, age in your, your mix or something like that. So that might be another issue when you're, you know, the, the cool thing is that you've niched down. So when people hear your show, they're like, that's for me. And that also then limits the number of people potentially, right? That could be on your show, but um, also I, it,
1: go ahead, Jim. Well, let, let me say one more thing: the uh, around this, don't be afraid to have guests back. Like yeah. I think we think it's it's a one and done. I mean, you know, I I've got a couple rotating ones. Uncle Marv is one of them. Uh, that's here in, in chat from time to time, and I I have them on about every six about every six weeks or six to eight weeks because they're. They're good. Like there's no, there's no law that says you have to, you can only have them on once. If they're good, invite them back and then ask them in the interview. Like when you get to the end of the show and you're still recording, say, Hey, if, and they were really good, say, Hey, if I asked you to come back, would you say yes? They're not going to say no on the show. <laughs> no, I've had a horrible time. <laughs> so, you know, you can get a
0: commitment from them right there. Yeah. The other thing to keep in mind is I want to say it was Jeff. Oh, lead to read Uh, Jeff Brown uh, said uh, he, he chased a guy for years and he said, he says, so looking back, no, wasn't a no, it was a not now. Yeah. And so that's where, you know, you can have some sort of system to just, you know, remind you also keep in mind the best time to get a guest is when they have something to promote. So I tried multiple times to get Pat Flynn on my show and I was you know, emailing him when he had stuff to promote, but he kept having like these really unimportant things like babies. You know, I was like, what family, Pfft, you know, but he came out with, um, I forget what it was, some product. And I emailed him like, Oh, it was, uh, his, um, his player. I forget the name of his player. That's really cool. And I said, ah, I have your target audience. Let's get you on the show. And, uh, coincidentally, cause I really had his target audience. Um, he made time. So that was kind of cool. So, again no maybe not now or in some cases you know they're working on the next book so they don't have time to to interview or whatever's going on so it's it's yeah. tricky so, yeah. and of course if you can do a solo show i know sometimes we've we've talked about that yeah jim is cringing as we speak it's not his cup of tea
1: but if it, i just don't know what to say for that long yeah i need somebody i need a person i need to bounce it off i need to say don't you think And then let you talk while I, my brain just doesn't work that fast. (laughs) Like I need you talking to regenerate some thoughts in my head. I say it all. And then I, I, it's almost like a shallow well. You take all the water. You need some time for that water to kind of come back. So I need a, I always need a co-host and, and it's, it's more fun that way with co host
0: Yeah, and if you're watching live, it's askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. But again, you know that because you're here. Uh, You can ask your questions there in the chat if you want to jump in.
1: we on that other other thing?
0: Yeah, we're on askthepodcastcoach.com slash join if you want to jump into the video. And if you're on, if you're one of the 21 people watching on the Wisdom app, uh, feel free to, and I need to do this. This is when I started this this morning. I'm like, oh, yeah, I was going to go in and figure out how they raise their hand or... Asked to be on the stage. I'm not sure what the verbiage is there, but if you should
1: get a little phone holder for your desk. I do. That does that, and it sits.
0: It sits right here where you can see it. Yeah, so I can see it, and it charges it because the last thing I want to do is sit there and look up and go, "Oh, we have a caller. Oh, my phone's dead. That would be (laughs) that would be bad." Uh, The other thing I thought we could talk about that is just one of those things that I am. I have one. I collect email addresses. I have the world's easiest newsletter, and yet I don't publish it. Uh, Newsletters are just one of those things that, and here's why newsletters are cool. Typically, we want people to do something, whether that's, you know, join Patreon, um, buy a book, join a course, tell a friend, whatever it is, and the cool thing about a newsletter is they are one click away assuming, of course, that you got them to open it, which is a whole other, you know, ball of wax. But they are one click away. And I am amazed at how bad I am at not publishing. Because here's my newsletter. It's like the first opening. And I have this as a uh, template. So it's like what I've been up to. So like if I were to type this up, it'd be like, hey, I spent this week at Content Marketing World with Rob Walsh. It was a lot of fun. Did this and that, blah, blah, blah. Here's what I learned, big takeaway. Uh, And then it's like, and here's... Um. here's what I've done with podcasts. So here's last week's Ask the Podcast Coach, School of Podcasting, any podcast I've done. And then there's this section, it's like, what caught my eye? And I was like, hey, I saw this cool little bright, shiny thing, I might be looking into this. Here's what I'm reading, and we're done. So it's literally like a paragraph and a half, if that, and a bunch of links. And people have said, wow, I really like your your uh, newsletter because it's made for skimming, it's not this giant like let me you know here's a giant blog post and I am amazed that I somehow cannot write a paragraph and a half and I'm like hmm so Jim you probably do a newsletter for Gallup right of some yeah we sort? do yeah
1: we actually do a couple of them and um it you know we have a team that helps and so if you're if you're doing this on your own. You know, you, you got to make sure, you know, the content creation bit is, I think, hardest for most people. Now, the first one or two, pretty easy because you have a lot of stuff to say. And maybe the advice is don't give it all away on your first newsletter. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn has made this easier, right? They have LinkedIn has this automatic newsletter thing now. Have you seen that? I've right? seen that because all of
0: a sudden I got five things in my email that's like, yeah. do you want to? And I was like, oh, I guess I need to go over and make a school of podcasting newsletter on linkedin if you have a if
1: you're sending out a traditional newsletter you could repurpose that
0: on linkedin
1: because it only goes on linkedin for for those folks right so you could repurpose it there it's a way to do it i get bet i get five invites for newsletters a day from people i hang out with these certified and coaches around the world they all have newsletters right but Couple couple words of advice on this one. Like I said, don't give it all away in the first newsletter. Like, don't write a gigantic, that's the tendency, people, even in the first couple. I would also, like, when you think about a podcast, when we, we always say do write out 10 episode titles, I would write out 10 newsletter titles. What's the key piece of content in the newsletter? Our newsletter has one kind of key piece of content and then everything focuses kind of around that. And I would say, if you don't have five or ten things that come out come out right away, well, you probably don't. You have a newsletter that's sustainable. Dave, I don't know about you. I've started and stopped newsletters dozen. It's got to be at least ten times. Have you? Have you struggled? Have you started and then it just yeah? I mean, comes
0: and goes. My original podcast was I had probably fifteen hundred people on a list for musicians. And I was just writing blog posts, but those would go out as a newsletter. And then somebody said, hey, you should turn this into a podcast. And I was like, what's a podcast? And so it was really, and, and here's the thing too, I, I saw this at Content Marketing World. Um, it's a stat that, that Rob and I both love. Rob Walsh from Libsyn is for every 2,000 blogs, there is one podcast. So if you're like, we're, we're across the street from Cleveland football Browns, the factory of sadness, whatever we call the stadium. And um, if there were 73,000 people in there and you said, we need all the podcasters to go to the 50 yard line, it'd be like 58 people or 70 people or something ridiculous like that. And I always scratch my head cause I did run into one that's a writer and that's her thing. And I said, Oh, well you should turn this into a podcast. And she's like, eh, and I'm like, you've done the hard work. You've created the content. You just have to read this into a microphone and even uh, sounds profitable does this. They're like, Hey, here is the latest blog post from sounds profitable. And I was like, that's ingenious because you then, if you go, wow, it sounds like they're reading that. Yeah. They just told you, we're reading the blog post from sounds profitable. So they do it in a way that doesn't really sound like it's reading, but if it does, they're kind of like, Hey, guess what? Here's a blog post. And I was like, that's kind of cool. It's a, it's a kind of get out of jail, free card. If you want to just read your blog post, but, and I always tell people, look, I can listen to your podcast in the car, but I cannot read your blog post. And, uh, so, but the, the thing that drives me nuts that I, again, I just need to, we've, we've talked about this a few times. I need more margin in my life because I'm always saying I'll do that in a minute. And one of them, I have convert kit set up to take my feed from the school of podcasting, take my show notes and put it into a newsletter and it sits there and waits for me to go, yep, go ahead, which I love because, again, the typo scenario we're talking about earlier, I was able to fix those in the newsletter, but it's uh, it's tricky and I, I just need to, you know, I, here's why. I had somebody sign up for, for the School of Podcasting that used the coupon code NEWSLETTER. And I'm like, hello, do you need another reason why you should have a newsletter? So I, I knew right there that, okay, that works. I just need to do it. And I need to just figure out, what's the deal, Dave? Why aren't you hitting publish or whatever? And I think most of it's, I'm going to do it later.
1: Fear, fear of, you know, I, I know you always, the the, the typo issue, mm-hmm. the, the corrections always, is got to go back and fix things. Is there a little bit of fear in... Let me, before you answer that, let me, let me say this first. So, when we do our newsletter, we do them one a month. I have an editor, I have a writer, (laughs) I have a content team that we get together and everybody pitches ideas and then we put this newsletter together. I I know it's going to go out. It's not dependent on my editing skills. Dave, for you, would it be different if you hired an editor one time a month or whatever just to do, just to specifically for the newsletter? right? Then they, does the angst go down if you do that?
0: Probably. Cause then I can blame somebody else if there's,
1: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, don't hire me that's yeah. for sure.
0: Well, there are like, people yeah. though. There was a guy and we were talking about, I forget what it was, but somehow promotion. And he said, well, you know, just do this and then hand it to your team. And we're like, yeah, most podcasters don't have a team. And that's cause he was kind of like, I don't understand why people don't do this. Just just record it in video and hand it to your team. I'm like, yeah, that's many people are a team of, uh, of one. So,
1: well, I, in this this area of productivity, I think this is where you find, like, if you're asking yourself the question, where is this getting stopped? Like, I know I'm in, and sometimes it may be farther down the production stream than the very beginning. And in other words, like you dread the editing process, writing is easy. You, you, you dread, um, editing but you don't even write cuz you know it's going to have to go to edit. And right. so it's it, it that's it's farther downstream. And then figure out a way to get that hired out or or well, add add some add a Patreon level for it and say hey, I'm going to have an editing I'm going to have an editing sponsor. Someone can someone can be that and it, we'll mention it at the bottom of the newsletter, right? Hey, this this newsletter was edited by boom that was supported by Well, what
0: what kind of, again, makes me want to kick myself is the way this is set up. I could literally go in, and I want to do this and say, look, this is going out Wednesday at noon. And then just during the week, like, oh, here's something cool I found. Copy, paste into the newsletter. Save. It's going out Wednesday at noon. And then if whatever I put in there goes out at Wednesday at noon, if I don't add anything to it, that first paragraph should have some sort of value in it, and that way it goes out regardless of, uh, you know, whatever goes on or, or I don't know. It's just one of those things I just need to make it a priority. Cause like I said, somebody signed up and I was like, well, that works, you know? And so, um, DR is saying, wait, so if you have a branded podcast, should you have a newsletter or if you have a newsletter, should you have a podcast? Yes. And yes. Newsletters out. Here's the thing I love about people talk about podcast advertising and email is dead. I hear that a lot. Email's dead millennials don't read emails and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Oh yeah, they do. It's, it outperforms everything. Hands down, no questions. Like you just got to, the hardest part is getting people to open it. Then that means you have to deliver value. That's really the key is you have to give something. You also, if you're trying to get people to sign up for your newsletter, why? Cause I don't know, Jim, did you wake up today and go, you know what? It's Saturday the 17th. I hope I can find a newsletter to subscribe to today. (laughs) There's just not that many out there. So you have to have a a reason to join your newsletter. Besides, I was surprised. The one time I did a very slow, confident, clear, I said, hey, if you're on a treadmill right now, if you're in the car and you hear me say it's in the show notes and you're like, oh, yeah, I was going to go to that last week. I totally forgot about it. What if I sent the show notes to you? Just go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash newsletter. I was surprised because I'll get, you know, a couple a month. And this was like, I got a couple in one day. And I was like, hmm, I should do that more often. So that was a yeah. that was a thing that they're like, yeah, I am a person on a treadmill or I'm out in the middle of the woods or I'm walking the dog. But they could remember schoolofpodcasting.com slash newsletter. I was like,
1: hmm. Well, let's, let's ask chat. Uh, why they subscribe to newsletters. Let's just do a little uh, like, so we've got, you know, 25 of you out there in in wisdom. We've got to, they they can't, they can't in wisdom. They can't do wisdom. You should come over to ask the podcast. Guestcoach.com slash live. There we go. Yeah. And join us over there. But chat room, why do
0: you subscribe to newsletters? And I think it's going to come down to value, but yeah,
1: you know, and, and it, every has, everybody has a little bit different value.
0: Tom Taylor down in Nashville said, I wrote a monthly newsletter for 41 years holy schnikes that's yeah he says but it took about 10 years to enjoy writing them and now he misses it so mm-hmm. there you go yeah it's um kind of tricky I, I i like writing writing is one of those things where i once i started it's great i mean when i was in sixth grade i wrote a poem at my church and people found it funny and i was like oh wait i can make people laugh hmm and yeah. I, if you would have asked me in sixth grade, what do you want to be when you grow up? I would have said a writer, but somehow Ugh. I ended up being a copier technician. Oh, I'd, <laughs> rather a, I'd rather get a root. I'd rather get a root.
1: Yeah, I would rather get a Dan, Daniel J. Lewis says uh, subscribe to a newsletter to get content offers. I can't get elsewhere. And I think John Buchanan says it. Well, I usually get to get free things, right? We incentivize uh, individuals to, to sign up for uh, newsletters by giving them something, right? <laughs>
0: in the process, that's it. I, I what have.
1: Else, what else do you see?
0: Uh, well, I'm laughing because Larry Roberts uh, said, "I love the School of Podcast," and we can talk about this later. Uh, Dave is now officially on TikTok, and I did a TikTok about how I was on a show, and like, I don't want to have Jim on the show and go, "Yeah, um, joining us today, one of my favorite people on the planet, Jim Collision." You know, from the home gadget stuff, you know, like, and this person said the school of podcast. And I was like, yeah, I started the school of podcasting and I actually even kind of accented the like, Hey, there's an ing there that you missed. Um, and so that was uh, the TikTok. Let's see what else people are talking about. What do they, they get newsletters for. Thank you, uh, Larry, for, uh, for checking that out. I actually subscribed to about 40 newsletters on podcasting. I get a huge amount of education from them. Do I read all of them? no who has that time but that's why titles are so important yeah I, that's why there's a great example james cridlin i think if we had a drinking game james cridlin would be on the board
1: every show yeah every
0: show that, uh, uh, <laughs> that guy i'm a little jealous but <laughs> but james kind of reads the titles and maybe a sentence of a story cuz again what's what's a great way to get people engaged is to leave them wanting more so he'll be like you know a cast uh you know they laid off i think 70 people and you kind of want to know why and so you go and it's all at podnews.net read the you know the stories are there and i was like hmm so uh that's it uh but so what going back to DR's question of like should i have a newsletter yeah because James uses it to, you know, uh, James uses it to promote his podcast. He uses his podcast, you guessed it, to promote the newsletter and he runs ads in the newsletter. So that's a, it's like a small cottage industry there. Um, Gator says, uh, I'm usually not a newsletter guy. I'm multitasking while listening to the podcast. Yeah, that's me. I'm kind of like, I listen to podcasts so I don't have to read newsletters. But. Um, there are a couple I have. I know she podcast has a newsletter. There are a lot of new um, uh, Sky Pillsbury, which to me still sounds she's awesome. But I, that still sounds like a spy name or something like that. Mm-hmm. We need to call in Sky Sky Pillsbury uh, and uh, a really good chef
1: name. You know, yeah. You're,
0: you're a uh, chef. Andre mentions this. I love the one from David Hooper. David Hooper then does the same thing. He actually talks about the stories on his podcast and says, if you want to see this, Newsletter.bigpodcast.com. And he does that very well because I know it's newsletter.bigpodcast.com because he repeats it over and over newsletter.bigpodcast.com. And that's the sole purpose of his show. Why? Because people click on stuff in newsletters once you get them mm-hmm. to. Uh, there are readers. We're not them,
1: no. obviously, but there are folks who love to get reading. I think uh, John needs to get some. John Buchanan needs to get a little counseling. He says, once I receive the free thing, then I wait a couple of months then I unsubscribe. He is a monster.
0: <laughs> no, that's what I do. There are times when I've, uh, you know, if it's a, a lead magnet, I will download it, get it, look at their lead magnet, and then based on the lead magnet, mm. I will unsubscribe. Because there are times when it's like, hey, we got this cool free stuff. It's the best thing since sliced bread. And you're like, uh, you know, um, yeah, Jim needs more coffee here. The... Uh, I, I get the lead magnet. I'm like, meh, wasn't really that cool. And I'm like, if the lead magnet wasn't that cool, you know, the other thing that's driving me nuts is, and I, there, I don't know if there's a fix. Uh, I won't throw her name under the bus, but I was on somebody's newsletter. I actually bought a product of hers and I'm here to tell you, I cannot get off her email list. I've unsubscribed no less than three times. And I'm tempted to reach out because I like this person to say, Hey, You you may want to double check some things here because nothing against, you know, like I've got what I needed. I've given you, I've given you my money and all that stuff, but, uh, I can't stop, you know, you're still pimping stuff to me. Any chance I can, uh, can get off that list. So, um, St. Clinton says, I don't subscribe to newsletters from podcasts that I listen to as I usually forget to subscribe. Yep. As listening to a podcast while doing something else. And I don't think about it later. Also, on my website, on in WordPress, ConvertKit has a plugin that will add a sign up for the newsletter at the bottom of every post, which is again kind of handy at times. So that that's where I get the trickle of people coming in. Another tip that I do for newsletters is you're like ah Lead Magnet. That's something to make. These don't have to be like giant creations. I have one on. I, I still get people that sign up for the newsletter to learn how to take phone calls on a podcast. And I was like, wait, what? Like that's so old technology, but that post is really popular. And on that post is like, hey, would you like a PDF of resources to take phone calls on a podcast? And works like a charm. And I was like, huh, that's it's because to me, I'm like, hello, StreamYard, Zoom, um, yeah. all these yeah, other yeah. places. Like, why are we worried about the phone? But um, so, and I if-
1: go ahead. As you say, if you're gonna do a newsletter, and you're gonna, you know, acquisitions expensive for those. I mean, you'll, you'll, yeah, you'll get some easy ones, but I mean, it's some work to get those those emails in there. You might be giving something away. You might whatever uh, contest used to be a big deal. Sign up for the oh yeah, know do a giveaway kind of thing. Make sure, especially now, make sure you're checking the bounce reports uh, off of AWeber or whatever Mailchimp, Mm. whatever you're using when you send your newsletter out each month, make sure you go back in and check the bounce reports of what, of who's bouncing. And then you need to, this is a big part of my job at Gallup now. And I spend, I don't know, I bet I spend 10 or 15 hours a month just finding our customers whose email address has changed. And then I go to LinkedIn and say, Hey, you're on our new, you're on our list and your emails bouncing. And I get, you know, I get most of them back. Like, Oh, sorry. Yeah. I totally forgot to change it with you guys. So right now with the great, you know, with the great, um, resignation going on and everybody changing jobs so often, we are seeing a full third of our database change every single year. Mm. So you might want to just make sure if you want to keep that list current, you're doing some things to track down. LinkedIn is a great way to do that, by the way, especially for folks in the United States. It's sketchy in other parts of the world, just not because not everybody feels as good about LinkedIn as we do here in the United States. But um, in the U.S., finding U.S. people on LinkedIn and just saying, hey, you're on my newsletter. I'm getting a bounce. Do you want to update that? I think that's, don't you think that's appropriate, Dave? I mean, that's, that's not too, too spammy. I'm in your face. I'm trying to make, don't you think that's
0: appropriate? Yeah, absolutely. I always turn on double, what's it called? Double opt in. Like they have to, yeah. they sign up for the newsletter, then they have to click a link in the email that I just sent them to prove that they're real. I was using SendFox for a while, which is an AppSumo product. that's actually their own thing. And I had a ton of people from Russia sign up with really janky emails. Why? I don't know, to be honest with you. But um, if you're on a system that charges you more based on how many users you have, you want people to double opt in so you're not paying for, for stuff like that. So keep that in mind. Uh, the other thing before we run off to uh, thank our awesome supporters oh Gary has a point here we're gonna launch a newsletter but we could not get our execs to commit to submitting articles yep that's uh, we talked about that post show uh, every sure. show I had every job I had before I got into really teaching I was the I was the guy like hey let's make a newsletter I mean I worked at a, a fast food joint I made a newsletter just because we had a night shift and a day shift, and it was a way for us to communicate with that. Um, One newsletter thing, uh, Randy Cantrell from the Yale studio uh, here in uh, Dallas, Texas. Uh, I've always been a subscriber to his show. I'm listening more now. Why? Because I get an email from Randy that says, hey, there's a new episode out. It's already on my phone. Like, it's there, but it's, you know... In some cases, lost amongst the eight million other episodes that have downloaded. And I'm like, oh, let's see what's yeah. going on with uh, such a good idea with Randy. So
1: well,
0: that that plays to Dr's question, right? Because he Randy went
1: from nothing to to weekly or whatever whenever he posts it, right? Yeah. Talking about frequency. Dr says, can you speak to the frequency of new letters and effectiveness on how often it goes out? Some send weekly, some do every other week. At Gallup, we do once a month. We find twelve a year is just fine for what we're trying to do. So, Dave, I'll let you weigh in on this, but I think, like everything, one, how much can you write? Two, n- not just from how much, but do you have enough content to write it on a frequency that's more than they're expecting? So, like, do you have, if you're doing a weekly, right, you got to have 52 weeks of content. Do yeah. you have it? Or is 12 weeks of content more, or 12 months of content more like it? I don't know, Dave, your thoughts on frequency?
0: Yeah, that's a great one. I don't know of anyone that I'm subscribed to that's more than weekly. Cause that, that just a point is like, look, I just heard from you off with you. Um, Good day, sir. So, but I think again, it also boils down to value. Like if you were giving me something every, like if I had like if AppSumo had a newsletter and they emailed, which I'm sure they do. And they emailed me every time there was a new tool out and I could say, only show me these kinds of stuff. I would be uh, broke, basically. I'd, I'd be buying new tools that I don't need on a, a daily basis. So I think it kind of boils down to that. And then for me, like I said, the the newsletter that I'm trying to get myself in the habit of doing isn't really a giant blog post. It's just, here's, here's a little blurb, here's a link. So it's like, I'm using the James Cridlin approach, right? I'm giving you, I'm teasing you with what's going on, and then here's a link if you want more. And for me, that's all I can do right now. I could... I do occasionally write blog posts on medium and things like that. And I could put those out as a newsletter and it's kind of dumb that I'm not, but, uh, you know, that's, you know, uh, po- uh, Larry says, Podfest newsletter is twice a week. That's the actual newsletter. And then there are the the thing I find.
1: It feels like it's every day.
0: Yeah. There the, Cause there's the newsletter and then there's the, Hey, we have a sale going on. I, I do hear from Podfest a, a lot, and the problem with that is if it's it's the whole left jab jab left hook kind of thing. If there are too many that are just an ad, then when I see the newsletter come through, I'm like, I, I you know what? I love Podfest. I'm already going, so I won't open it because I'm I'm thinking it's just twenty percent off if I sign up with the code Red Hat or something of a nature. By the way, I just made that up. Don't don't use that. But um, yeah, there there is a thing. I'm trying to think if I've ever signed up for a daily newsletter because much like any like a podcast if it's daily it's going to be short and you know sweet and unless you're Stephen King so it could be yeah, tricky
1: well it, there's a little fatigue associated with the daily I just signed up had a guest on last week that sends out a daily deal and you start kind of going you know after a while you're like it, it loses its effectiveness
0: yeah Craig says our our newsletter is monthly. It's a collection of all episodes related to that month, plus a tease for future episodes, plus any news about my host and me. Perfect. And that's probably what I should do. Uh, And that might actually, it'd be interesting to see then, like let's say I put out a, a newsletter at the end of the month and I'm promoting episodes that were weeks ago to see how much, you know, did I get a few more clicks because people missed it? That would be uh, an interesting stat to look at. And that's, I use ConvertKit, and that's one of the things I love. I can make everything a trackable link if I want to. Not trackable, of course. I'm monitoring. I'm not tracking anyone. I'm monitoring your activity. So. Uh,
1: yeah, and then I think through this, like for me, like the energy I'd spend doing my own newsletter, like I have, I do this as a job too. Like, mm. should I be spending that? mental energy for a newsletter for work as opposed to my own podcast when I don't enjoy it. And and this is the this is the thing. If it was natural for me and I enjoyed it, I could probably do both and not have any issues. But I have barely enough energy for one of them, much less two. So for me, I've mean you know, I've I've started and stopped a newsletter and I go, look, I'm just not I'm not good at it. I don't want to do it and it shows. You know, I kind of half ass them when I do when I do do them, uh, and so for me, it's just like, yeah, I think you have to, you yeah, kind of have to make that decision. And you said I think this early earlier, but I'll say it again: Do you have the energy, the mental energy, to put it together? If you're doing it just to do it, it's going to show in the quality, and yeah. then people will be like, "Well, wh- why am I getting this again?" You know.
0: Yeah. As we're talking about this, I'm trying to figure out why I don't, and I can't come up with a good answer yeah. right now. Besides the fact that. It, it's good intentions. Oh, I'll do that later. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Craig says the whole thing takes 20 minutes and you know, it sounds like he's got, he's got it templated. Yeah. It's just an information like, Hey, there, here's some things it's not, you know, it's not the, for some, I mean, I used to read, um, uh, Paul Theriot's, uh, newsletter before he started podcasting with Leo Laporte and it was a good, I mean, he talked about it. He was, he's a writer, so it was really well done. He talked about his kids and he talked about tech and some things. Now, that was a newsletter I, I waited for and read every single week because it was good. But an announcement, you know, I, I'll be honest, Randy sends his, and I don't, I don't, I, I, you know, news from the Yellow Studio or whatever that is. And I kind of skim through to see, is there anything different about it? And I, I don't, I don't spend a ton of time in it. Now, I'm hopefully he's having some, stuff, some success with it or seeing some difference. Randy, if you're in the chat room and often he, if he is, Hopefully it's getting the success that you want. But uh the ones I read are the ones that are well written, not just a template.
0: Yeah. That's well, yeah, different strokes for different folks. Yeah, no, I know uh, it's, um it's not right or wrong, it's just preference. Yeah, and I was trying to think about what newsletters I read. One I always read is Eric Newsom. Again, no real schedule. Eric posts when he has something to say. Eric's worked for NPR. He's the author of the book, uh, Make Noise. And I, I really always appreciate his insight. And I have begged him, would you please make this a podcast? And his answer is apparently no. Uh, I told him, I said, I will even edit it for you for free because I'm going to, I, I want to hear it. Uh, and for whatever reason, he's he's a writer guy. And it's like, nah, I'm just going to write. But uh, I always read it. Why I can't get that content any other way. So that's another thing. So I think that's part of it. Uh, uh, I think a newsletter, if you want people to read it, um, you know, like Craig said, it's the list of all of their episodes and then a little bit about them. So you're going to get your super fans that want to know more about Craig and his co-host than that. Can we address images on newsletters, yeah or nay? I think they're more appealing. That's definitely true. I think, and I, I am, I'm not up on this. I know especially if you make newsletters too sparkly uh, and uh, cause I know it used to be, you could opt in. Do you want HTML or do you want text? You get into a deliverability issue. Um, Jim, thoughts on this? Yeah. It's,
1: it's a design, you know, one designer says do this. Another designer says, do that. You should have, you know, it should be 500 words. No, it should be a thousand. You want it as small as possible. No, you you know, this is one of those areas, Dave, that I think is kind of beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So what do you want to create? Certainly there's some guidelines around, like you said, you don't want emails to be gigantic. I think you got to be careful with your, the way you title things because spam filters are, you oh, know, yeah. uh, avoid words, uh, you know, like exciting. Free. You don't want to put <laughs> yeah. the word free in your title. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so I I think that's a preference what do you, and maybe what your, um, you know, what your listeners say, what are they looking for? I mean, certainly a graphic or an image is eye-catching and can add value to what you're doing. Um, certainly, you know, we know from a TikTok perspective or even Instagram, people enjoy those quick scroll through type things. Uh, but I, I'm not sure, you know, I, you talked to 10 different designers, you know, 10 different content creators. They're going to give you 10 different answers.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I always, I think uh, when I was using SendFox, I'm not anymore, but they had a cool way to make a button and it just made it stand out because the rest of it was text. And I always break them into headings. Like they don't give them one giant big block of, of text. Nobody's going to read that. And by that, I mean, nobody, nobody. is going to read that, yeah. but break it uh, into sections with headlines that let people know. Cause people don't read, they skim. And when they see a good headline, or subheadline, it lets them know, oh, I should probably read this. So it, um, I know a lot of um, newsletters have templates and things like that that make everything pretty, you know, try it one way, see if it works, try it another way, see if it works better. That whole nine yards go from there. Well,
1: this is where you check, you know, sometimes um, you get a note back from a email host provider that says it's been blocked due to spam. Yeah. And then, you know, like, oh, okay, whatever. Whatever. And they won't tell you why this is frustrating. They won't tell you why, but um, then you kind of know, all right, I need to start looking at what did I just send and then bounce that up against, you know, there's, there's a lot on YouTube. There's a lot of learning out there around this whole idea of sending, sending emails and, and titling and some of those kinds of things. The problem is it changes so frequently Oh yeah, because you know, they're trying to keep up with the spammers. Spammers start to do stuff. They adapt the the algorithms, not the AI. The algorithms <laughs> to 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 adapt, and so uh, us poor part time or or whatever folks trying to figure all this out get left in the dust.
0: I have never heard of this. Uh, Coach Dave says I type or import the first draft into Text Metrics, then I follow the instructions yeah. to get the highest mm-hmm. SEO score. Yeah, uh, some simple massaging massaging raises the score, and it does. Uh, work my site climbed in the rankings, so there are all sorts of tools. I know Yoast SEO has a tool for WordPress and things like that. DR says my favorite newsletter is We Edit Podcasts, which is about which is weird because their newsletter is about everything about podcasting, not just editing. So, yeah, that's um, it's hard to stick it up to one subject. So, but,
1: well, and it's it's hard in this particular area, we like podcasting. It's hard to come up with one. I think everybody's like, okay, I
0: need the perfect newsletter.
1: Well, you know what? It doesn't exist. <laughs> it's the one you create and then you tune it to kind of what Coach Dave said. You you tune it, you know, I'm sure what what Coach Dave does to tune it to the SEO score takes a little time. Do you have that time to monkey around with it? it the first couple times you use this, it's going to take you even more time than it should. You might have to spend a couple hours figuring out the tool, right? Do you have that time to put into it? And is it bringing the value that you're hoping for? You'd never know until you do it. This is the maddening thing about it. You can have a great newsletter. If it's missing the target, it doesn't matter how much, how great it is. It missed the target. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a little bit, it's a little bit of a moving target.
0: And of course, one way you can send a newsletter is via, in my case, I'm using Patreon to uh, say hello to my awesome supporters over at askthepodcastcoach.com slash support, because you can send audio, video, or you can send text, which is basically just an email. So I've done that in the past. I know recently I sent out a thing about uh, how there's a thing in Google Docs where you can click a button and have uh, basically Google translate what you're saying real life, which is kind of fun. But uh, if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash support, And I'm going to mute myself as we find out, drumroll please, who the awesome supporter is going to be this week. Open awesome supporters. Okay, Dave. And the awesome supporter is Shane at RadioGDR at RadioGDR.com. Shane at com. If you're at AskThePodcastCoach.com, you are looking at PodPage. And if you'd like to try PodPage, Go to tripodpage.com and if you just can't get enough Jim Cullison and you know, that's an impossible task right there. Go over and check out Jim at the average Check out the show home gadget geeks. And uh, when you think podcasting, think school of podcasting and that's just Dave trying to put some sort of weird Vulcan mind meld on you. So, uh, uh, of course the school of podcasting, we have courses and Hey, you'll probably hear an ad about it in about 10 minutes. So, uh, <laughs> I won't, I won't do that again. Uh, thanks to uh Mark was one of the sponsor, was like, Hey Dave, what is going on with the ads? And the interesting thing, uh, let me wrap this up. If you'd like to be an awesome supporter, uh, and hey, if we get more awesome supporters, there'll be less ads in the show. Uh, not that ads are bad, uh, but go to Asthepodcastcoach.com slash support. But one of the things I did realize as I listened back to the show, ads interrupt the momentum. And I I was purposely trying to wait Until we switched from one topic to a next, he said, clicking the marker button uh, on the roadcaster because we're switching topics. Uh, But I tried to put these really quick, fifteen-second ads when we switch topics. And even with that, we weren't. There was one that I made the mistake and I put it in the middle. Uh, But the rest were we switch topics and a little music comes on. I give you like, Hey, did you know that the school of podcasting has blah, blah, blah. Go to ask the podcast or school of com slash
1: your ads. They're you my host ads. Post read, read ads.
0: Post read a bunch of ads. Cause I didn't want them to be boring. So in the future you'll probably get like one or two and then I can go in and swap them out so that you don't hear like, Oh, here's Dave again saying the same thing that I've heard four times. So I want to swap them out. So they're you don't hear the same thing over and over and over and over. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, but it was just one of the things where I've, I had some people say, why don't you promote the school of podcasting more on ask the podcast coach? Like you're giving a VA free podcast consulting. You're in many cases consulting your competition like you should get something for that. And I'm like, "Why well, do. I have a Patreon and they're like, yeah, and I just heard where you lost a couple. And I'm like, that is true. And I was like, well, let me play with this and uh, maybe I should be promoting the school of podcasting more. So how do
1: if I wanted to sign up for Patreon, which uh, I already have, but if I wanted to sign up for Patreon, how would I do that?
0: Ask thepodcastcoach.com slash support, because not only there, you can you can support us via Patreon, you can uh, just send us a, a gift via PayPal, you can buy Dave's book, and if it was available, you could sponsor Jim's mug. So it's not available, Dan has it locked he up. He has it locked,
1: locked up tight. Yeah. So, lead pipe cold, cold, lead, nah, nah, yeah. Cause
0: I think it used to be, it probably still is ask the podcast dot com slash awesome. I think was the link, but that sent you to Patreon. And, it, and there were people like, Look, I like the Patreon thing. I just wanted to give you 20 bucks on PayPal. And I was like, Oh, yeah. so I made a, all right.
1: So I'm still confused. Where do I go to, to
0: ask <laughs> the podcast coach dot com slash support? We'll uh, right. get you there. Speaking of complexity, if you haven't heard, uh, she podcast has been postponed. They, they moved it to June. It's still in Washington, DC, but Jess went into why it moved. And it kind of sounds like maybe a potential lack of ticket sales, but they were talking about how you have to have a ton of cash to give the whole, you basically you're betting that you can get enough people to the event to where, cause uh, you basically say, yes, I will take, X amount of rooms, Mr. And Mrs. Hotel. And then there comes a time and they're like, okay, time to pay up. And if you haven't sold enough tickets, it gets kind of sticky. And I'm not sure exactly if that's what happened, but they did mention that they got a big giant bill and they went, Hey, we're going to postpone. That's one of those things where you just think a, a podcast event is simple. You just, you know, you sell some tickets, you get a space and they're like, no, it's a whole lot more complex. So
1: it's Um, listen it's a huge risk to do those things i think sometimes people are like oh they're just in it for the money which they are but they're just in it for the money and they're to money well those things like if they go wrong you are out some big dollars yeah it's 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 yeah it's spooky hey uh real quick stargate pioneer says i used to have my echo mini hooked into my mixer when i upgraded to the rocester pro 2 i ejected not uh, not or I decided not to do it because I, I wanted the speaker available all the time for alerts like my basement water sensor. And the the opposite is also true that I was playing an echo through my mm. my system for a while. And I can mute it and unmute it. But sometimes you'd forget to unmute it or to mute it. And it would, you know, your package has arrived yeah. right in the, in the middle of the show, yeah. you know. So you have to be careful of those things, too, if you're going to have those devices. You know, the, the alerts, doo-doo. You know, when a package arrives or when there's thunderstorms, which we're having right now. And so there's all these alerts going on all the time. So that's the other drawback to tying, Dave, to your point, which was my point, tying that into the system is a little more complicated than just plugging it in. You have to think about what's it going to do live during the show as well. Is it going to send alerts? Is it going to notify you of things?
0: Yeah, mine, mine notifies me throughout my entire house like, you know, Libsyn starts in 10 minutes, you know, that kind of stuff that, uh, we got one this morning when we're sitting here and it's like, that's the podcast coach starts in 10 minutes. So, uh, DR brought up something. This, this is, this is some great audio. You ready for this, Jim? There's some stuff going on at Patreon. That's really, really bad. Maybe allegedly possibly, but if it's true, they just laid off their entire security staff. Did you hear that? Their, their entire they team, they just at the went, train? yeah, at, at Patreon. They're like, uh, everybody that's in security, there's the door. And they're not really saying much, but uh, there was a, a tweet that insinuated that there were pictures that are really inappropriate. And Patreon allegedly... You notice how I'm being very legal here. Yeah, yeah. yeah was yeah. insinuating that hey, if the Patreon account is hosted by somebody that's 18, we're good, and it's not us, it's them. If they're posting pictures that they shouldn't. Ah, uh, gotcha. And gotcha. it's kind of like, ooh, that's icky. So just, just be careful. I, yeah. I, I don't know what to do, you know. cause But I can see where people are like, well, if this. Uh, it's just going to get, there's no, mm, they need to come out. Jack, uh, whatever his name is from Patreon needs to either address that. And we need an, we need a, um, a reporter to do some investigating because the allegations are huge. And if they're that's true,
1: Cridlin should do it.
0: Yeah, that's me. I was like, come on, Jim. Come on,
1: come on James. Let's yeah. get on this thing. <laughs> Let's do some investigative reporting. Oh, well, yeah, this just just google uh, Patreon news and uh ugh. yeah, yeah will we'll leave that. Uh, they they've got their <laughs> they, they got some homework to do. I wonder if the recession, okay, aside from that issue, which yeah. we're going to just like go, yeah. Aside from the issue, I wonder if if Patreon, you know, is is we have this impending recession that keep people keep talking about that hasn't necessarily gotten here yet or it has, I don't know. I wonder if people are pulling back or if it caused some people to review their Patreon, like, Oh, I don't need to be supporting all these people. And of course they take a cut of that. So that cuts their revenue as well. And and I know a lot of organizations are, are kind of pre planning for a recession. And so they're making, they're being proactive with cuts to say, yeah, we're going to trim down just a little bit in case it does happen. And we'll do that now. So I wonder if certainly, in this situation, there's more to it than that. Yeah. But, uh, but, uh, boy, they'll have a firestorm to take care of here.
0: Yeah. Uh, Coach Dave asking about the, uh, woman in the tube stuff. Is any of that stuff going to claim my microphone or redirect my output? No, it's just another input. It's like adding a co host. Yeah. That's always listening and occasionally butts in when it's really inappropriate. Um, when you have the woman in the tube tied to your, your show, because just all of a sudden she'll announce, you know, um, your package has arrived. Your package has arrived. Someone
1: is at the front door. We used to have HelloFresh, uh, theaverageguy.tv/slash HelloFresh, delivered to um to our front door on Saturdays, mm. and it would always, always during
0: the show, always, <laughs> always, uh, you know, someone's at the front door, and so. Stargate Pioneer says Tom Merritt at mm, I should know what DTNS stands for. Um is following the Patreon story closely because that's a guy that came from This Week in Tech. Um, I should know that show. But also, Stefan mentions, hey, didn't ACAST get rid of some people? Yeah, they laid off 70 people. So maybe that's why they were spamming people so hard. <laughs> Things are getting a little tight over there. Yeah. Uh,
1: well, I don't know if they're getting tight as much as I think some people are anticipating this recession. You know, they're like, hey, it's going to get tight. Let's do this. Let's be preemptive, pr- proactive,
0: preemptive. There we go. Let's do that now. Yeah, uh, here's a great question. We're talking about newsletters. What what do you know? What uh, you're using? At uh, I use Mailchimp. Yeah, I've, tr- I've tried many. The one I really liked because it was affordable and they had a great uh, feature set was Mailer Light. Except, and they had just moved. Now it might be better now, but they had moved to like this new user interface. And again, I'm writing a paragraph with a link, paragraph link, if that, you know, sentence and a link. And it was taking me 20 minutes because I had to wait for the screen to kind of refresh and stuff. And it just came to me that, look, I'm, I'm wasting a lot of time on this. This should take me five minutes and it's taking me a half hour, 40 minutes. And I went, I'm saving 10 bucks, maybe a month by not using something like ConvertKit uh, which is kind of costly when you get a bigger list, but I don't have that big a list right now. And I was just like, this is dumb. Uh, my time's worth more than the, the 10 bucks I'm gaining. So I I dumped them and moved to ConvertKit. I've used them all. I've used MailChimp. I've used AWeber. Um, I like that ConvertKit has a thing where I can tag people. So if I have a, what do you call it, a lead magnet, and the lead magnet is about podcast equipment, I can tag them as a podcast equipment. And then if I want to send out a thing, hey, The Zoom Podtrack P4 is on sale for 150 bucks. I can tag everybody who's interested in podcasting equipment. So that's why I like ConvertKit. They're all good. I mean, there's not really a. I try to stay away from like you know Ben's House of Email. You know, some guy that just started off in his basement.
1: House of Email horrors is kind of what it turns out to be. Yeah, I think any of those services now. It's pretty. We're that's a pretty mature space, right? We're down to a handful that are doing it really, really well, and so it's a pretty easy. MailChimp was easy uh, yeah. to do. Aweber, I, I've used both of those, and those have been easy to use. I too would post those newsletters to my site. So I'd take the newsletter, turn it into a blog, and then post it in the newsletter section of the site in case anybody wanted to see it. It's not a secret. You know, you can well, that's another put it one to your site as well. well maybe I, it is a secret. But yeah, don't post it to your
0: site. Uh, wow. DR is, is pulling off old, I believe this is an old Steve Martin's joke. Fred's Bank. Yeah, again, if you have an option where it's like, would you like this newsletter posted to the Internet? Sure, because you got links in it, and I don't know how it's going to be. It's on some weird thing, but like, okay, so um, here we go. I've never heard of this. Larry chiming in with a three point shot. Check out Beehive, B-E-E-H-I-I-V, because, you know, eyes were on sale. Um, It's my personal (laughs) favorite. Yeah. Uh, and dr says yes uh now you know how old i am that's all right back when steve martin used to do stand i don't remember fred's bank oh yeah i do remember getting small there was getting small there was uh, my Ramblin favorite man. when i when i'm when you're like 13 15 and one of his lines was simply he just stopped and went okay hey grandpa bought a oh, rubber yeah. and i was like i'm like me and my friends are dying i'm like he said rubber yeah, so know. Uh, well, are we ready? Let me, uh, we should probably do this. It's time for the bad pitch of the week. Oh, this was segment here. This I was in, the <laughs> this <laughs> was in Facebook and a guy goes into the, I think this is podcast movement Facebook group who wants to do a video call for YouTube and podcast. That was it. That was the pitch. And of course people then replied and said, topic. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you might want Details. to throw in what you're trying to podcast about. One strategy a friend of mine did, he's doing a, a podcast about the Chicago Bulls, and he went to, he just Googled Chicago Bulls on YouTube, and there was a person who had a really popular channel, and he reached out to the guy and said, hey, I'm doing this audio podcast, would you like to be a co-host? And I was like, that is, because the like, guy was like, yeah, I've been thinking of getting into podcasting, and so here again... The podcast is going to promote the YouTube channel. The YouTube channel is going to promote the podcast. It's the best of both worlds. It's chocolate. It's peanut butter all together. Dogs and cats living together. Uh, it's old now, movie wait a quote you week. You just mixed <laughs> Caddyshack
1: and Ghostbusters. You you uh, did the you did his voice as the 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 gardener. That's in true. Caddyshack, but you did the quote from Ghostbusters. <laughs>
0: Same guy. This is the same guy. Different voice. Bill Murray, who doesn't have a manager. That was meta. That yeah. Was meta. Uh, yeah. Let's see if I have anything else here as so we got five minutes. Um, uh, we'll save that one for next week.
1: I wish we could say the other quote because there's another right before that. There's another quote where he says, Hey, mm-hmm here. Yeah. It's saying this. <laughs> and it's true.
0: This man has no. And I won't add that in there, <laughs> but
1: can't say that because then we'd have to put explicit on that.
0: Well, um, that's my favorite quote. There we go. We're, You know what? We're just going to wrap it up early because I'm looking right, at it and everything right. we have is like, ah, you know what? That's good for next week. Ah, that's good for next week. So, Jim, what is coming up uh, on Home Gadget Geeks? Yeah, my good friend Gavin Campbell,
1: who's one of those hosts that I get back on a fairly regular basis, a guy I found a year or so ago, and, and he's coming back on. We spent a lot of time talking about home automation. So if you're kind of in that space wondering, like, home automation for the average guy, Gavin comes on. He's above average, but I'm the average guy. And you'll hear me complain a lot on that show about how complicated things are. So I'll apologize in advance. It's available a little bit later today, HomeGadgetGeeks.com.
0: Is this kind of like the thing where you you just say a uh, woman in the tube, I'm out of milk, and it shows up at your back door? Or what kind of automation?
1: Uh, uh, well, no, all the, all the different, the lighting, the plugs, the no. how it all comes together. We look at a new device that's out that has longer range than some of these. You know, sometimes a problem with home automation is that the plugs don't go far enough. So you don't get a signal or some of those kinds of things. So we, we, we spend a little time with gadget nerdery on that stuff.
0: Cool. On the School of Podcasting, we talked about it last week. The, I want to say it's Indie Podcasts Network. Nope, that's not it. But it's something like that. Sonny Galt will be on the School of Podcasting and uh because she's the person behind it and i was like well what is it and we kind of did a who what why when and where and that whole nine yards that is coming up along with other chocolatey goodness things on the school of podcasting we want to say thanks to uh mark over at podcastbranding.co, dan at based on a true story podcast.com thanks to the awesome supporters and everyone out in the chat room we got we still we have 25 people hanging on here to the very end we do deeply Thanks, appreciate Prince. that if you haven't liked and all that other youtube stuff if you're watching there um, definitely do that we have 47 people on wisdom right now holy cow so yeah hit the like button and uh we will see you next week with another episode of ask the podcast coach now's the timeline sprockets then we dance